Hello, everyone. My name is Matt Connor, secretly a Vince Neal impersonator. Uh, really, my look is not too far off these days. Uh, and uh, I'm here with my man, Sterling Holmes. We are here coming to you live ahead of the draft in Kansas City. Looking forward to the draft in Kansas City. It's draft week. Sterling, my friend, how are you this morning? Hey, wait, this afternoon. My day's upside down. But how are you feeling? Busy. Good, busy, excited, uh, nervous, uh, thrilled. Do you need uh, someone to kickstart your heart for the draft? Is that what you're saying? I don't know, man. I'm alive. I'm a live wire. Um, it's just been helter skelter over here. I know it's a Beatles song, but they did do a, a pretty good cover of that. <laughs> um, I guess it's the same old situation. You need you know? some Dr. Feelgood over there. Is what yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just want to, you just want home sweet home. That's what you want. You want this podcast to end so you can go home sweet home. Right now I'm just shouting at the devil. You know, that's just what I'm doing. Uh, if the chiefs draft a running back, I will be shouting at the devil. That That's the way I'm going. <laughs> There we are. There we are. Well, folks, obviously we're here in draft week. We're we're thrilled to be here. Um, our own Patrick Allen is going to be on the ground there with Sterling Holmes as the draft unfolds uh, all weekend long. Beginning on Thursday night, I believe 7 p.m. local time will be the time that the first uh, note card will be turned in. I'll, I'll say this. So my wife was just asking me. She's like, okay, so why, like, what's going on? Is this something I want to watch? Uh, you know, what are they going to be doing? And I said, honestly, hon, it's just names written on a, a note card. And then a guy in a suit goes to a podium to read the name on that note card. And then she's like, well, then wait, why do people like drive in? Like, what are they like? People come to watch that. And I was like, well, yeah, they watch it. In fact, it's probably going to be broadcast on three different channels. And, uh, you know, there'll probably be hundreds of thousands of people. And she just couldn't, yeah, it was just the whole thing of just like, you know, like it, it is pretty amazing. If you want to know how good the NFL is at creating an event, write 250 names on note cards and see how many people want to be at your event and then how well they've done it here. I, I, I love it. I love it, though. I, I'm also excited for everyone here in Kansas City. They get a boo Roger Goodell in person. Just just get in ready. Person? Get get your booze ready. You know, start low. You got to start in the diaphragm, right? Right mm. down here. You got to really, and then get your boo birds rocking for Roger Goodell. It's going to be fun. Uh, but before we Speaking get of booze, <laughs> get your booze ready, folks. Get your booze ready. Sterling, tell them why. Casey Beerco. Casey Beerco brewed a phenomenal IPA called Never Say IPA because they said they would never brew an IPA. It doesn't go with the German brewing style, but guess what? They did it, and guess what? I'm glad they did. It is extremely good. I'm not just telling you this because I haven't tried it, because guess what? I've tried it now, tried it multiple times, and can't stop drinking it because it's so good i could not recommend it anymore never say ipa it's not just good for a brewery that doesn't specialize in ipas it's great for a for a brewery that even if they did specialize in ipas because it is that good uh never say ipa casey beer company make sure whenever you guys go and, and grab it it means the world to us when you guys tagged us on twitter when you guys have gone out of your way to tell us hey you know what this is really good and then you tag casey beer co as well that really does mean a ton to us and to them. It helps show that the partnership is actually working. And plus, great beer. Who doesn't great like beer. it? So Casey Birico, dare to beer different. By the way, pick up your Nikki six-pack of Casey <laughs> Beer this week. Uh, on your way home to watch the beer festivities, get it all in. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we're just majoring on Motley Crue here because Motley Crue is going to be in Kansas City on Friday as one of three headliners, along with Fallout Boy and Thundercat. We'll talk about that in a little bit, because uh, I have opinions, you have opinions, we all have opinions. Um, but let's get to some Chiefs news, NFL rumors, etc. If you're with us on the show today, first of all, thanks for joining us an hour early. We're actually broadcasting early, because I got to go watch my kid tonight perform at his spring elementary school music program i'm jealous uh, yeah what that means is he's going to face the wrong direction in the back row i'm going to get a photo of a back of a head 
while there's usually some like incredible kid who's like not only is he well rehearsed, but he's probably like, breaking down some dance moves. There's always like one kid that everyone ends up watching. It was you, Sterling. Was that you when you were growing up? It wasn't me. And it's not my kid, which just means all of us are going to go park and find a place and get real uncomfortable in this elementary school gym just to watch one parent's kid show off for everyone. And then we'll all feel worse for not being parents of that kid. And that's why they brewed Casey Bierko. And that's why I need a <laughs> Nikki six pack of this stuff. Anyway, let's let's talk so uh, let's talk some stuff. We're gonna sift through draft rumors, draft projections, uh, and some of our own uh, uh, inclinations here. However, uh, Pat McAfee came out today on his show and he said, "Hey, look, these DeAndre Hopkins trade rumors." There's a strong possibility he's dealt this week. Now, look, that's honestly most NFL fans could have said this because, like, if a guy's going to get traded, he's going to get traded by the end of the draft. But here it is. It's out there. Hopkins is going to get traded most likely this week. We already knew that. But with that sort of – if that plane is landing, okay, we've been through this in weeks past. But that was maybe before the Chiefs picked up Richie James, maybe before the Chiefs landed Justin Watson to a two-year deal. Those guys are never getting mistaken for DeAndre Hopkins. But we kind of have a rounded-out wide receiver room where maybe some of us have said, you know, if you added a rookie to this, I'm okay with it. So now I want to go back here. If Hopkins is traded, the Chiefs have been in, the Bills have been in, the Ravens have been in, and the Jets have been in. It's an all-AFC bonanza. And in the midst of that, DeAndre Hopkins was asked, hey, with your body language, point with your nose or your dreadlocks or whatever toward the team that you want the most. And he does a dance when the Chiefs are mentioned. So he clearly wants to play here. And the Chiefs have been in on it. I want to know what you think. How interested do you think the Chiefs really are? And does DeAndre Hopkins desire to be in Kansas city even matter in that equation? I think I'm out. I don't know what it's going to take to get him. I mean, we saw it at one point that they were just going to release him, right? That was a legitimate report that was out there that if there were no suitors, he might just be released. If that's the case, I think the chiefs have almost zero shot of getting him. seems like the chiefs are having a cash issue. Almost. Uh, It seems like they're really, Taking it back, taking the reins back right now. Whether it's trying to save it for Legereus, Creed, a, a Chris Jones extension, a Mahomes re, re contra, uh, restructure of his contract, that remains to be seen. But it doesn't seem like they're in the mood of going out there and signing someone to a lucrative deal. And if they trade for him, well, he's on a fairly lucrative contract. I don't see them doing that when they thought Juju Smith-Schuster's contract was too steep. Right. Mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster had a very solid year last year. Again, no DeAndre Hopkins, but you knew what you were getting with Juju. DeAndre, it's still a little bit of a question, especially at his age, right? There are some question marks there. Uh, I just don't see the Chiefs doing this based on the moves they have shown us. If if they traded for him, what would be an, um, an acceptable level like a cost for you in terms of draft assets well again i think it comes down to the money issue more than anything else so this is obviously all speculation i would say the chiefs have two fourth rounders go there um if you want to go with the third i'll entertain it but i do think the chief's best option is you know a tackle in the draft a edge rusher in the draft i do still like a wide receiver in the draft uh while this draft is very interesting where there's not a ton of high-end talent in my opinion uh, I don't think there's like a whole bunch of dudes where the consensus is like, yeah, that's the best wide receiver. Yep, that's the best edge rusher. Yep, that's the best tackle. Feels like there's a lot of juggling going around, but this draft does feel to seem or seemingly has a lot of depth in the second and third round. Like there's a lot of starter caliber players there, even if they're no longer superstars. You know, let's just say a wide receiver too. Like let's just say Jonathan Mingo. Let's say Cedric Tillman. As a solid wide receiver, I think, on a rookie contract, I might entertain that. The Chiefs have been trying to go younger, more cost-controlled. That fits the mold. DeAndre Hopkins goes against everything the Chiefs have done over the past two off-seasons. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Okay, you bring up an interesting point, but let me let me push back here. One, let me just say, if you're listening and live right now, we'd love to hear what you think. What do you think of DeAndre Hopkins? Let us know in the comments, either uh, under uh, in the comments under the description of where you're listening, uh, or live right now. We'd love to we love to highlight your comments. But um, you said this goes against what the Chiefs have done over the last two off seasons, but that brings up something for me. In that, doesn't that then allow them to do this move? Like if you've if you've stopped spending and have no real bad contracts, does that not give you some operating room for a contract? Or it, it should. You know, or if you've gone super young, then that maybe allows you to make the veteran grab because you're not overly loaded with other heavy veteran contracts and and whatever, or or that you would want an older wide receiver in with your younger. I only ask, cause I'm looking at this draft class and I'm thinking, why is every wide receiver that I want five, 10, every one of them, every one of them I want Zay flowers, uh, Mims. Um, it's like Quentin Johnson is uh, Quentin Johnson is the only one who's like six, two or three. Cedric Tillman, Cedric Tillman from Tennessee is about six, three, six, four. He's a big, okay, boy. but then you're getting into guys who are like day three or day two, maybe even sliding out of the top 100. I mean, I don't know, but there's like a big glut of receivers there. But the clear tops guys are generally, you know, slottish guys. And, and you know, like someone like a Hopkins, who's just this towering menace. Even when he played last year, 80 yards per game, 80 yards of production per game in a Cardinals offense that was, uh, look, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not wanting to write him off. I, 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 I mean, I know you're not writing him off, but yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to pose that when you say, hey, it kind of goes against. Does that clear the way, or are you just like, no, yeah, that's not it. That's not it. Again, if he comes to Kansas City, I will be excited, but I would be shocked. I would be shocked if sure. DeAndre Hopkins ended up here in Kansas City. I, I would be, um, again, happy. I'm going to be happy. I, I, it's tough to not trust Brett Veach, a dude who's been to, what, three Super Bowls in five years and won two. Uh, believe it or not, that earns the benefit of the doubt for me. Yeah. Just, just just this guy over here should, <laughs> should hopefully in the, uh, earn the benefit of the doubt from everyone as well here in Chiefs Kingdom. But, uh, frankly, I just don't think it's going to happen, and I don't really want to talk about it anymore. I'm with Todd Rogers. We're still talking about Hopkins. Yes, please. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> Just wait till he's in KC, and then everyone's going to have to eat those words. Uh, yeah, Todd Rogers said, oh, Christ, we're still talking about Hopkins. Um, John Centerfield says he's going to Buffalo. That's been um, – you know, he's not the only one here saying that. Would that put Buffalo over the top for you in a, in a way, like in that AFC East race where Aaron Rodgers just joined, et cetera? They're still better than the Jets now. Uh, the the okay. Jets, I, I, I don't want to get all in this because I've talked about this on Stacking the Box this, uh, today. Sure. Uh, if you want to check out Stacking the Box podcast, feel free to do it. You can check it up uh, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Talked about it on radio today. Basically, I think the Jets made the right move, but it does not make them better than the Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals. But sure. it, it's the right move unless you're going to just continuously sit in mediocrity because – Fun fact, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, I don't see him retiring anytime soon. <laughs> so you have to take a chance. So I get it. Um, I, I do think it would make the Bills a lot better, but at the same time, there's only one football, and Stephon Diggs likes it. Stephon Diggs, when he's not getting the rock, even when their team's going well, seems like he complains. 
Mm. That might be an issue. Yeah. Jerome Bunkers wants to know, hey, guys, how many open slots do the Chiefs have? How many draft picks? I wonder if they pick OT and DT early with D-Hop trade in the fourth. You know, who knows about who knows about DT trade? We've just been talking about that or D-Hop, but um, the Chiefs have 10 draft picks. And I think that's a very fair question of whether the Chiefs have room for 10 draft picks. Uh, There's a lot of room for competition here. But uh, I would actually throw out some concern that I don't know that there's a – remember, if you pick a tight end in this tight end class, and many people think they will, that means you're cutting a Jody Fortson. That means, you, you're, that means you're considering a Noah Gray. It means you're out on Blake Bell. I mean, it I, means – I mean, yeah. I mean – I, I think means- Noah Gray is fairly safe at this point. I, I think it's either Fortson or – well, let's do it. You want to do this? You want to go through a list? Because I, I have it pulled up right now, the Chiefs' current depth chart. Sure, sure. Because I think that's, say, that, that's the best way of going through this. How many automatic spaces are there, in other uh, words, for rookies? So right now, quarterback, you obviously have Mahomes, backup, Blaine Gabbard or Shane Bouchelle. I think it's going to be either one of Bouchelle or Blaine Gabbard. So let's say no spots now. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco – Clyde, I think it's a spot open. LaMichael Pirine, I think it's a spot open. Uh, Jerry McKinnon might be back. I think you're looking at one or two spots at running back. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I'd say one. You know, because, look, the the roster right now is supposed to be at 90 men. we yeah. got to get it down to 53. So, Well, I, I'm not going to count uh, Jerron Ely at wide receiver, but as far <laughs> as wide receiver goes, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, uh, MVS, Richie James, there's four. I think Justin Watson is a good chance of making yep. this team. Yep. I so think there's one I think there's one, one logical sure. spot there. Yeah. And you have also Justin Ross, you have John Ross, you have Amir Smith Marset, right? You have a couple of guys who are still on the current roster, yep. but they're long shots, right? right. And we right. all expect the Chiefs to take at least a running back in the first top 100. And uh, not only that, I, Richie James contract and Justin Watson's contract are not such that if they find guys they think are more talented, they'll be gone. Yeah. As much as I love Richie James, that contract says I like Richie James more than the Chiefs do. I, I am I'm man enough to admit that. Uh, tight end, we went through Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, Blake Bell, and Jody Fordson. I think Travis and Noah are locks. I think Blake Bell and Jody Fordson um, are yeah. probables, but not locks. Yeah. Uh, offensive line, what do you think they keep? Nine or ten? I mean, I think you go. I think you go ten deep. So Juwan Taylor, Prince Tegawanogo, Joe Tooney, Nick Allegretti. Creed Humphrey, Austin Ryder, Trey Smith, Mike Caliendo, Lucas Niang, Darian Kennard. I think Austin Ryder is actually one of the ones that you could take a look at and say, hey, yep. with Nick Allegretti, with Nick Allegretti with his ability to play center and guard, you need to double down there. Yep. Caliendo? So yeah, you, you probably have one or two spots at least on the offensive yep. line. Yep. I think Prince Tegu and also. So you have a few spots in the offensive line. There we go. Uh, defensive line, Karloftis, Dana, Herring. Uh, you have Aminahu. Daniel Wise and Kando. I think you have three guys who are locks: Karloftis, Aminahu, and Dana. Yeah, I, I. It would surprise me if Kando breaks camp on the active roster this year. I mean, you know, unless he's going to show something. But um, tackles: you have Danny Shelton, Chris Jones, Derek Nadi, Turk Wharton. Three locks, one maybe, and Danny Shelton. Yeah, they've got some other guys in there too. Byron Cowart, but uh, Phil Hosking. I mean, yeah, it's. There's room for one more there. At least. So the so defensive line, you have a couple spots. Overall, from yep. edge and interior, there's a couple spots, right? Yep. So there you go. Uh, at linebacker, Willie Gay Jr., Nick Bolton, uh, Drew Tranquil, Leo Chanel, you know, Jack Cochran got some run last year as well. I think that's the one position we can say there is zero room at linebacker. There is yeah. no no room at linebacker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, unless an unexpected value falls and Cochran's out or some, but at that point, I think you're looking at trading Willie Gay. I mean, yeah, Willie Gay. You have a starting caliber guy come in. You know, if if the NFL's best linebacker, or if the draft's best linebacker falls late second or even late third somehow, and the Chiefs are like, how do we not add this value? You know, at that point, you're probably looking at like, whoa, what can we get for Willie Gay? So going to cornerback, you have Trip McDuffie, Josh Williams, uh, DiCaprio Boodle, if you're going to throw him in there, Legereus Sneed, and Jalen Watson. I mean, that's another pretty full position, but I think there's room for one. At least one. I, I think there's four locks. Sneed, Watson, 
McDuffie Williams. Williams. I think Di- DiCaprio Boodle is probably a um, question mark. So you, you, if you keep six corners, you have a spot for two. Yeah. Safety: Justin Reed, Mike Edwards, uh, Dion Bush, Brian Cook, Nazi Johnson. You'll probably keep four. Safety group is pretty much full, right? Yeah, yeah. Nazi Johnson could could be a hybrid guy and play corner too. So you could say there's one or two spots overall in the secondary. So point is, there are some spots open on this roster. Yeah, Going I think down we- it. There, there's more spots than I think people want to realize. Again, most of it's depth, and a lot of it is not in the sexy positions, right? We're talking about a maybe a couple of CB5 and CB6. We're talking about... Um, interior O-line. Interior O-line, right? So we're not talking about some of the fun positions. We're not talking about B. John Robinson, right? Yeah. We're not. That's not what we're talking about. So there are some room, but the Chiefs would have to draft specifically for that position if that's the case. So, I, you know, maybe to answer Drum's question, we came up with at least eight spots uh, and, and maybe more. That said, there's going to be fierce competition. There are guys from last year. There are guys in the wings. Um, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Um, let's let's get into uh, a couple other things here. Um, I wanted to ask you this, and, and, um, and then we can get into um, – I want to talk DraftKings and whatnot, but um, – Sterling, over the last few drafts, let me just let me just read you this, and then you tell me what you think of this. Brett Veach's very first draft, 2018. I'm just looking at the first four rounds. Like after that, when you get to round five, six, and seven, if a guy makes the active roster, hey, congratulations, man. Honestly, if a guy if a guy starts games, super congrats. And uh, you know, if you end up lasting for years, like a Zach Fulton or Trey Smith. Don't know how you did it, but amazing, right? So, but rounds one to four, I think. Okay, let's 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 look at this with seriousness on the picks. In his first draft, Brett Veach drafted four defensive players with his first four rounds were the picks, right? In his second draft, he goes three of four. Uh, I'm sorry, two of three defensive heavy. In his third draft, he goes two of four, so 50% offense defense. Then, uh, two years ago with the Nick Bolton draft, he goes Bolton and Kando in the first four rounds and only Creed Humphrey on offense. Then last year, it was five of six were defense. So again, that's four of four, two of three, two of four, two of three, and five of six. That's incredibly weighted heavy on the defensive side after so many picks over so many years. And of course those early ones never stuck because you're, you might as well have drafted me and you, if you're drafting Breland speaks and Dorian O'Daniel, right. <laughs> but um, when you go defensive, heavy, defensive, heavy, defensive, heavy one, that tells me you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback Two, the chiefs were already loaded there with other future hall of famers like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, from the John Dorsey years. But when you draft defensive heavy for so long, it's made me think, is this the year that the Chiefs, after a half decade of drafting primarily on defense with their early picks, is this the year that the Chiefs look at offense and go, okay, we need to start getting some long-term heavy investments on offense, even though we have Mahomes, because we've sown enough seed on defense. Uh, I think so. I, I really do think that's the case. I, I think wide receiver for one. I think a tackle for two. I think a backup interior offensive lineman is another one. Um, I think a running back at some point. Again, please not in the first round. Whatever that, whatever happens, I don't, I don't care. Uh, if it's the fourth round, great. Ideal. Uh, not in the first, please. So that's another offensive player. I, I do think you're looking at more of an offensive investment this year. One thing I want to bring up, I think Sky Moore is not getting talked about enough. Sky mm-hmm. Moore, I think, flashed in limited action last year. Uh, we know how difficult it is to pick up Andy Reid's system and scheme. We know it takes players' time. Uh, I'm not saying Sky Moore is going to all of a sudden go for 1,200 yards this year, but if he's a Deontay Johnson light this year, 
let's say 800 to 900 plus yards, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I honestly, if Sky Moore went for 800 yards this year on a good amount of targets and good amount of catches, I would be, um, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think that's the case. I think people are somewhat underestimating Sky Moore. Mm-hmm. But if Sky Moore gets that, and Kadarius Tony gets even remotely what he should get in this offense, especially with the way they've emphasized him in last year in limited action, and we've already discussed on past episodes. Um, I don't even know how great the need is at receiver if those guys legitimately step up. Now, I, I, with- I, think, I think there's at least one because one, you want someone who's on the roster for the future. Because I, I don't think Justin yes. Watson, I, as much like Richard James, he's not the future. He, he's more of a holdover. MVS is, is somewhat of a holdover. Um, Kadarius Tony, I think you can make the case for. So you basically have two guys, Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, who you're really hoping uh, stay here at wide receiver for a while. But Kadarius Tony still has that huge caveat of injuries. I, I think you need at least one more wide receiver, if not two. Mm. One for health purposes, and two, I would like to see him here growing with Mahomes for a while. Plus, wide receivers, as much as we like to think that every single dude's going to be a hit, we know as well as anyone, John Baldwin, right? Was that a hit? No, it sure was not. Even if you look at the McCall-Hardman draft, we always talk about Terry McLaurin and DK Metcalf, and no one brings up Andy Isabella, right? No one brings up a couple of the other dudes that were drafted right after McCall-Hardman. So I I think we always look towards the, the hits, and instead of the base case, I always try looking at the base case, not best case scenario, not necessarily worst case scenario, mm. but base case. I think that's the best way to evaluate and the best way to try and draft as well. Man, I, I love what you're saying. I think you're right on. I think this is the year that we'll see an offensive investment. It'll start on the line, uh, and I think it'll go from there. We'll talk more about some of our picks um, in just a second. But folks, uh, just want to remind you, We've uh, we've partnered up here with our friends at DraftKings. Um, bet five dollars, get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if your money line bet wins. A minimum five dollar deposit and wager any pregame money line required. New customers only. Twenty one and over uh, and present in Kansas. If you have a gambling problem, one 4700 in Kansas, and see the full terms at DraftKings.com or in the description below. Uh, but yeah, if you want to get your wagers in before the draft, there's plenty of juicy bets to be had. Code Arrowhead, DraftKings. Code Arrowhead. Code word Arrowhead. Yeah. By the way, just type that in. Just type in Arrowhead in all kinds of places on the internet. It will work for anything that we really care about. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I just do that randomly a couple times a day. So yeah, that's what I would recommend. By the way, Sterling, you hold you holding up all right, man. You've been doing a lot of radio today, a lot of discussion. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot, man. And I have to wake up early tomorrow. Got some uh, fun interviews I am doing. I don't want to tell it all right now, but uh, should be doing a couple of uh, draft prospects tomorrow morning uh, down there at Union Station. So I'm looking forward to it. But nice. I'm gonna be up and at him in a soup in a suit at six a.m. <sighs> So six a suited at six a.m. Suited and booted at six a.m. Which for me, Ooh. you might you might be saying Sterling, that's normal time. No, 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 it's not. Not for this guy. Six a.m. is <laughs> early. Folks, we want to play a round of buy or sell. This is a first round edition. Sterling, my friend, buying or selling. I'm going to bring up some things. You're going to tell me I'm buying that or sell it. Sell it on Facebook Marketplace for one-tenth the value of what we paid for it because my kid didn't want it for Christmas even though he asked for it. And the next thing I knew, I had to sell it to a total stranger for pennies on the dollar. That's what we're talking about. Buying or selling. Here we go. Chiefs first round edition. Uh, This may be easy. Brett Veach is going to trade up. Are you buying or selling two days from now? Oh, buy. Buy, buy, buy. Okay. Uh, call Don't want to be a fool for you. Yeah, call me in sync because I'm bye bye bye, dude. Veach is just another player in your game for two. Dude, I'm all in on Brett Veach trading up. I, I don't think he stays at 31. I think the he either trades up or trades back. I think that's the, the most likely scenario. But I think a trade up is in the cards, uh, I think, particularly for a tackle. And I know I see Joshua in here talking about Niang starting at right tackle. I do like Lucas Niang, if you know me. Uh, I was one of the biggest Niang supporters out there. But you need some – Somebody who can stay healthy. You need. I know they sunk a second rounder into Lucas Niang, but that's also a sunk cost. 
at some point you have to either put up or shut up. Um, again, if he's starting, I'm not going to be as worried as a lot of people, but I do think there's a chance that he trades up and gets Darnell Wright. That's the guy I keep pointing to. If you see Darnell Wright go to about 21, if you see Darnell Wright at 21, hold on to your bootstraps because it's going to be bumpy. We're going to see. We're going to see if each go up for Darnell Wright if he gets past 21. I, I firmly believe that. It would behoove the Chiefs to make that move, ignore the sunk cost, and trade up for Darnell Wright. If all that happens, it's the most sterling thing ever uh i'm with you man i'm 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 buying that i don't even, uh, i don't think that's the target i i um i i think pass rusher is the target i think you got some i who, think who would you each get? will be okay with some competition at right tackle versus the sure thing that's i guess that's my bet who, who, who would you get at edge then is there is there a name that you're targeting around a certain spot like for me it's darnell Wright 21 on sure uh, Sure. For you, do you have a player or a spot that you're like, all right, if this guy gets here, I'm all in on. My real prediction is is they stay put and Anton Harrison falls to the spot. That's my that's my guess. But if we're trading up, um no, I I, I guess I don't really have a guy. I mean, a defensive tackle I'd love to see. I'd love to see like, you know, Maisie Smith or Brian Breesey, one of those guys at twenty six. Get ahead of the other AFC contenders, and I'm good. And get and get your guy. Uh, to me, that's it. One spot I really don't want to see the the Chiefs trade up and and go after is wide receiver. Uh, I just don't see it. I think JSN is clear cut the number one best wide receiver. But after him, I think you can almost throw some dudes in a bucket and pick a name. And I just don't think we will know. Um, Like Quentin Johnston, I know folks are so excited and he would fit this offense very well. I'm nervous that he has disappeared in big games. I'm nervous that against top tier competition, He's nowhere to be found. Uh, if you don't make the case that Max Duggan was throwing him the rock, I'll entertain it. I will listen. I'm not trying to rip on Max Duggan. He had an incredible season, but he's not Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, right? He's not in that same category. Yeah. Uh, that does make me nervous. And as big as Quentin Johnson is, he doesn't play big. Uh, I think you can get a similar body type, Cedric Tillman again, you know, in the second round. I, I think there's that sweet spot of wide receivers in the second round. I don't foresee a trade up for a wide receiver that would not make me happy. Uh, you know, as, as much as I like Zay Flowers, uh, if he's there at 31, fine. But I don't want to see a trade up for a guy like that. That's that's not what I'm looking for. That's just my personal opinion. I see a lot of Miles Murphy, Todd Rogers, uh, Ed E says Miles Murphy. Yeah, that'd be very intriguing I mean, he's, as well. He's incredible. He's incredible. It'd be great. It'd be a great grab. I mean, no no doubt. No doubt it'd be a great grab. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to cost a little bit more. I think a lot of these guys that are top edge are going to go top. I think we're going to see more corners go higher. Um, good corners. Your elite corners go higher. Well, two edge rushers go higher. Witherspoon and Gonzalez. We'll see them go top ten. I, you know, I think people are sleeping on Joey Porter Jr. and wait till he comes. I think he's going to go earlier than people think. To you, I think we're going to see some of the linemen drop. I, 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 I think there's enough questions about some of them. I think we're going to see some of them drop. So, um, we shall see. Um, all right, buy or sell. The Chiefs are going to stay in the trenches. It feels like we're already talking about that. Are you buying? Yeah, I'm buying that one too. Um, you, you heard me already. Uh, I, I think offensive line, particularly Darnell Wright's the guy I'm going for. Anton Harrison, if he's there at 31, wouldn't be upset. Defensive line, it's a trade up for a guy. I wouldn't be upset either. I mean, you've seen Lucas Van Ness at times mocked top 10 and at times second round. Like there was ever a draft for chaos, this is it. Yeah. So the Chiefs really... If you see something crazy happen, I would not be surprised. I mean, the Texans sitting at two and they might not take a a quarterback. Hell, the Colts might go from four to two and then take Will Levis. Like this could be a crazy situation where guys where you think they're going, all of a sudden they're dropping 15 spots. CJ Stroud all of a sudden may be going seven or eight to the Raiders. I wouldn't be shocked. Like this is going to be a draft of chaos. I hope Brett Veach handles chaos well so far i think he does when trip mcduffie dropped right he thought no chance we're gonna get mcduffie he was dropping he traded up i wonder if a similar situation happens this year yeah it's a great point it's a great point uh buy or sell five 
by the by the way, Chris Collinsworth just came out with his first mock draft. Um, don't know what you think of Chris Collinsworth. He had the Chiefs at 31 going with Herndon Hooker. Uh, yeah, who knew? Who now, knew? here's a guy who doesn't know the Chiefs have Mahomes. Here's a guy right here. All right. Uh, so, yeah, but bringing up Hooker, five quarterbacks in the first round. Do you think buying or selling? Selling. Oh, man, I don't know. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. So, CJ, buying. Buying, because I think Hooker ends up being the fifth guy. You right? think Hooker squeak, squeaks in there? Yeah, I think he's. I think I think he squeaks in. Um, I, I think Bryce Young. It looks like he's going one-one. I think for whatever reason, Will Levis is going to be the second quarterback taken. I disagree vehemently. I, I don't understand what people see. I could be completely wrong, but everyone keeps pointing to him being Josh Allen. But I think Josh Allen was the outlier. I don't think Will Levis has has the same tools, the same skill set, uh, the same want to. I saw him take on my Missouri Tigers. Yes, he came out with the victory, but he didn't look very impressive. And it wasn't him. He wasn't the reason why. It was a horrendous punk call. Okay, it was stupid. It was, it was bad. I, I, I disagree, sir. I'm still yelling. But I don't see it with Will Levis, okay? Uh, I, I think C.J. Stroud has a high floor. I, I like C.J. Stroud a lot. He would actually be my number one quarterback. I've been talking about it. I think C.J. Stroud is my 1-1. Uh, Anthony Richardson, highest upside, uh, lowest ceiling. We'll see with him. He's a big dude. Uh, he's not Lamar Jackson size. He's more Cam Newton sized. So I think he's going top 10 as well. Hendon Hooker is interesting. I don't like the way Tennessee's offense was run. It's not this NFL style offense. Not only that, Hendon Hooker's 25. We always hear people ripping on Stetson Bennett. Right? What's he doing in college? Uh, okay. This dude's also 25. And had major injuries. So, Hooker for me, coming from Tennessee, uh, there's so many questions of why I wouldn't do it. But mm-hmm. I'm not a GM. All these teams are valuing quarterbacks so highly. And I wonder if a team like the Vikings, they already have their guy for another year or two. I wonder if a team like the Vikings, yeah. if the Seahawks, if they take a chance on a guy like this, that fifth-year option behooves them very well. Yep. We're seeing the reason why that fifth-year option matters with Jordan Love and, and Aaron Rodgers. You think they wouldn't like to have another year there just to see? Yeah. So I do think Hooker is the fifth guy taken. Um, I think I'm selling. I, I just think there's uh, – I don't know. I, I, I love what you're saying about that fifth-year option. I love it. And as a GM, that's like, I mean, if you hit, you're saving millions of dollars. But I also think the risk is too great. You worry about that four years later. I think Hooker's out. I don't get it. I'm with you. I don't get it. I think half these guys turn into Christian Ponder. Honestly, yeah. that's what I think. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll see what's going on. Uh, just to take some of, the, some of the temperature here in the room, uh, lots of angry, drunken Germans says lots of smoke around Casey. Taking a quarterback, uh, yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting. Um, Nate Taylor's report in the Athletic during his own mock draft had them going with Jaron Hall from BYU in the third round, and said um, sources tell him that the Chiefs really like the BYU QB. So BYU QB, I like saying that uh, real five times fast. So BYU known for having relatively great quarterbacks recently, like Zach Wilson. <laughs> Maybe he's Steve Young. Taysom or, Hill. Or Ty Detmer. Who knows? <laughs> no, no. Hall does make some sense as far as he could run the same offense that Mahomes runs. You wouldn't have to change it that much because of the style. Obviously, talent differential. Whole different story. Sure. But the sure. same style, you, you can make a case that it makes some sense. I would be surprised with Shane Bouchelle and Blaine Gabbert. The Chiefs saw enough in Shane Bouchelle to make sure he was not touched by teams last year. Teams came calling. Chiefs said no. That makes me believe they at least see something. They at least want to see him in training camp and OTAs in preseason. And that's why they brought in Blaine Gabbert. As long yeah. as Andy's here, I think he likes that veteran guy. Even though Mahomes is also a veteran guy, mm-hmm. he wants his backup to also be a veteran guy. <laughs> Whether it's Kevin Cobb, Matt Moore, um, Chad Henney, it doesn't matter. He, he likes these guys that they know what they're going to get from. In a game or two sample size, Andy, we can scheme them open enough to make a difference. Um, or scheme up enough, I should say. I don't see a quarterback being taken by the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Mm. Well, that was my next buy or sell, and you're selling. You're saying, you're saying Gabbard and Bouchel are in. I'm actually buying. I'm buying this. I think the Chiefs are in. I think the Chiefs come away with one of their 10 picks or however many they make. I think one's going to be a quarterback. I think Blaine Gabbert's stint with the Kansas City Chiefs is going to last slightly longer than C.J. Spiller average <laughs> stint with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and then I think you're going to see Shane Bouchelle risked on the practice squad going forward. That's what I think. I think it's a good point you bring up. I think part of this could be a Blaine Gabbert situation where they have him in now. They might keep him during OTAs and training camp and maybe even preseason, and then they release him. And if another team does not pick him up, they might have him back at some point, right? They might say, hey, you've been here. You know our, you know what we do. You know how we run our system. If it's a good fit, you're going to be here. And if we need you, keep your phone handy. Yeah, That's what that might feel like. That's like a, a Matt vi- Moore. That, like a Matt Moore. That's a very good point, Matt. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my thought there. Um, all right, first round, buy or sell. Flowers or Johnston? This is your call, my friend. Oh, dude. Dude, dude, dude. Matt, Matt, Matt. No, no, no. I, I don't know. Um, I keep talking myself into second round and third round wide receivers because I think that's where the value's at. I really think there's the value there. Yeah. I'm not 100% sold on either Flowers or Johnston. I think there's enough questions about both that make me a little nervous. I think if I had to pick one, it's weird. I I go back and forth. I might go Flowers over Johnston because of the fact Johnston has disappeared in those big games because he doesn't play big, even though he's a big dude. Yeah. It's almost like um, I, I just don't see how much he helps this team. I, I think Flowers, while he is smaller, and you're like, why do you keep getting this guy – I think he actually would make a, a bigger impact. I do. I, I don't think he's as redundant maybe as some of the current players on this team, even though the size is the same. I think Flowers makes a lot of sense in the slot, and he would make a, a more immediate impact than Johnston. I, I guess I'm saying neither, though, if I had my druthers and, and pick a second or third round guy. Yeah, I, that's. I think that's a sweet spot too. It, what What do you do with that whole – Zay Flowers working out with Patrick Mahomes. I thought Johnson did too, though. If I'm not mistaken, I think both I think did. you're right. I think you're right. Like, what do, you, what do you make of that? I mean, you know, if you're getting other players involved, that seems to that seems to signal a little bit more, right? Or not? I think so. Uh, Trey Lance working out with Mahomes. Obviously, Trey Lance is going to be a backup quarterback for the Chiefs now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's obviously different because one's on a team and one's in a draft. Uh, I do think there's something to it. I think there's something to it. And I also think it's good for the player themselves, though. Think about it. You're going catching balls for Mahomes. That's huge. Huge. If you're going to get that opportunity, you take it. Even if you're paying out of your own pocket, you're saying, all right, now I know what it's like. Now I know what I'm doing here. I'm learning already. That's a that's an experience you don't just get. Sure, you might be going to the Giants and Daniel Jones is throwing you the rock. But now you know at least what, it, what it's like coming from a great quarterback, what to expect, some routes to run. What do you need to work on, too? That might be a big thing as well. So um, I kind of think Ronald might be a good point here. Flowers and Johnson, also a smokescreen. I think it means something, but maybe not as much as people think. Mm. Yeah, several people here in the comments just think they're, the Chiefs are smoking wide receivers. Sending out those smoke signals. Wait, smoke screen, not smoke signals. Those mean different things. I use a smoke screen to get rid of people and a smoke signal to attract people. English is a funny language. Anyway, here we go. And we all found that out because Matt has been smoking. Oh, man. <laughs> I was going anyway. <laughs> to. Um, all right. Last buy or sell. Are you buying or selling? The NFL draft headliners. Yes, that's right. The NFL has announced. Uh, so after each night of the draft, when the draft goes um, in travel mode, what happens is the NFL invites bands or artists to play late night concerts after every single round. So this year in Kansas City, after Thursday night's first round, uh, Fallout Boy will take to the stage uh, near Union Station. Then on Friday night, it's Motley Crue 
um, the melting fake faces of Motley Crue. And then uh, on Saturday after the uh, probably early evening, it'll be Thundercat and not the eighties cartoon, but the, uh, but the actual great artist who's around right now, I'm giving away some of my thoughts already. Are you buying or selling this trio? Uh, it, are you going to parse this out? I'm going to buy because I think it's fun. Uh, I'm all in on fallout boy. I've seen them before in concert. They're a killer show. They're really good. Whatever your thoughts are on fallout boy they're They put on a really good show. They do have songs for everyone. If you're you're into that punk rock stuff, their early album, they still play four or five songs off it. Their their encore song is still off of their first album. It's really? kind of almost like a screamo song. Yeah, Saturday. It's one of my it's my favorite song by them. It's hilarious. When I went to see them, all these twelve year olds are sitting around like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "Screw you, kids. This is for me. <laughs> this is for me." <laughs> Wait, did you say that? Did you turn to the no? The I was year old I, say, screw you, kids. Yeah, screw screw you, kids. Get <laughs> off my lawn. No, I I, I like Fallout Boy a lot. Their new album just came out, and frankly, it's very very good. Wow. Like if you like rock music and alternative music, they moved off of that pop stuff. Really, that that kind of centuries, which I think is just a horrible song. But if you're into pop music, they they got pop music for you too. I think Fallout Boy has really done a good job. Um, I'm buying them. I'm buying Thundercat Saturday night because it's an ode to Kansas City, 18th and Vine, and the jazz history that abounds here, right? I love that. Thundercat is a phenomenal bassist. Uh, he's done stuff with Michael McDonald, which you know I love, with Kenny Loggins, which you know I love. Uh, he's done stuff with with Mac Miller, right? Like He, he is just an incredible musician, so I'm buying Thundercat. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in with you there. Molly Crew, I am concerned with this ongoing stuff between Mick Mars and the and the rest of the band members with Vince Neil when he is singing sounds like a dying cat who's out of breath. <laughs> like it's hilarious. Look up. I, I I just watched one of their and I love Molly Crew by the way. Like Molly Crew, if I had my my favorite uh, like band of these three, like just to listen to, it's probably Molly Crew. I love Molly Crew. Okay, I have a yeah. Motley Crue shirt that I'm probably going to be rocking. There's a middle finger on the back of it. It's cool, okay? It's <laughs> awesome. I love Tommy Lee. I'm a drummer. You know I love Tommy Lee. There it is. There Nikki it is. Nikki Six yeah. is cool. Uh, John Five, great guitarist from Rob Zombie, as well as um, Marilyn Manson is the guy filling in for Mick Mars, which is cool. He's a very good guitarist. But Vince Neil. Dude, he's lost it, man. It's not only can he not sing anymore, then they just have backing tracks where he's oh, like not yeah. even trying. There's like, yeah. and again, maybe, maybe they figured out before this show, right? Maybe yep. they figured out and Vince Neil is going to be killer. I sure hope so. But he went from not being able to sing to them just putting basically his vocals over the band. And he's just kind of sitting there just not even trying. It's horrible. And, and you're sitting here like, what's the point what's the what's yeah. the point yeah um yeah. i like molly crew a lot and if you go in going all right it's going to be a party they're going to play the greatest hits you're going to hear dr feel good and kickstart my heart and live wire and and all that stuff then sure but if you're going in with a a great musical expectation of vince neal still crushing it i i, I don't think you're going to be left uh super happy man i'm with you i I know probably more Motley Crue songs than in most other bands and grew up on those albums all, I mean, all the way back, man. Shout out the devil. Oh yeah. Too fast for love, whatever early days. Too fast for love. Dude, we should have a whole, like just a Motley Crue appreciation episode. Forget terror, football. terror of Tinseltown. Dude, let's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I have seen hilarious clips of, of people, you know, sharing like, who is this band and why are they so bad? <laughs> and, you know, like, look, man, I mean, some bands still have it. I mean, if you've seen the, uh, you know, Mick Jagger is still badass, and and the Stones kick ass, right? But some bands just don't age well. And it doesn't mean the individual members aren't aging. Like, maybe some of them are, but I, I just feel like Vince Neil's kind of given up. On the, yeah, on the- it looks like he's almost given up. Like Brian Johnson can't even hear anymore. And he got back in the studio and recorded a killer album. Like you're like, how? ACDC up until everyone's final days, like like 
Malcolm Young was still crushing it. Angus Young was still crushing it. You know, uh, they're out there getting it. Uh, even Brett Michaels puts on a pretty good show still for Poison. Whatever your thoughts are on Poison, you know, um, they Poison. still a good show. Boy, now we're in the now we're and someone's okay. Someone has taken a shot at Skid Row, and if you take a shot at Sebastian Bach, I will throw hands. <laughs> Sebastian Bach's <laughs> glory voice still rings true today. It's still perfect. The hair is still luscious. Mm. Okay, if I hear mm. Monkey Business or Slave to the Grind or Eighteen in Life, oh, I'm gonna man. lose it. My heart, my heart just swelled with pride for my partner bragging about Sebastian Bach. Uh, monkey business. I love that song so much. Way, way more than I should. Anyway, um, uh, by the way, we have a super chat here. Love it. By the even the name KCDC. Love it. Maybe Vince will lip sync it. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, he needs to because he can't hit those high notes anymore. But uh, yeah, it, it doesn't take a deep dive into the uh, into the internet abyss to find. Uh, Motley Crue videos that are cringy yeah. uh, while they're playing like the Harris Casino in some <laughs> in some town. Yeah, it's just not good, man. It's just not good. I, I love this too, Tom Hood. What about Warrant, the Down Boys? Yeah, we can get some Warrant out there, some Cherry Pie, the Down Boys. Where the Down Boys Dude. go? Uh, Angry Drunken German says, I remember you and I got your back on Bach Holmes. Thank you. Dude. Thank you. Let's get, a yesterday. Hair, let's get a hair metal show. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Okay? We need it. You know what? We should just start an like a. We should start like an '80s rock podcast. We could totally get all these guys on interviews. I mean, we're all like, there'd be no problem. I mean, we could get Brett Michaels and CC Deville. CC Deville, he's gonna pick up the guitar and talk to us, and it's gonna be so good. I love it. Let's do it. All right. If you want, if you want more of that, give us a thumbs up or <laughs> or five star rating wherever you're at. Um, all right, let's get into this. Let's get into, I'm running out of time here. So are you, um, I just wanted to ask in general, are we coming away with this with an early running back and are you ready for it? Uh, first rounder, no, but like a fourth rounder. Yeah. I I think the chiefs do take a swing around the fourth round at running back. Um, who's it going to be? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and, and say, um, like Deuce Vaughn's the answer. I like Deuce Vaughn. I think he would make a fun wrinkle to this team. I am concerned about pass protection though with him. Yeah. Like I, I'm not scared about that. He doesn't want to pass protect. I'm scared by the size. Uh, I know you want to point up uh, like Jerick McKinnon's done a big dude, but you look at, look it up and you're like, there's like a 25 pound weight differential. Like there's not a ton of good legitimate comp- comps outside of, I think JJ Taylor for um, Deuce Vaughn. If you look at those athleticism numbers, sure. people like to always say Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, those athleticism numbers were like double, double Deuce Vaughn. I love Deuce Vaughn, but there are a lot of questions, a yeah. lot of questions. Um, the Chief took him in the fourth or fifth. I would still be excited because I think he's just so electric. I don't know how you get the ball into his hands, but if you find a way to, I, I enjoy it. But as far as the traditional running back, that would make me a little nervous. Mm. Yeah, maybe Rashawn Johnson, maybe a, a Kenny McIntosh. The Chiefs were just linked to Kenny McIntosh earlier. He's a, uh, you know, he was the big big back for Georgia this year after James Cook left. Um, yeah, maybe he did. he caught a lot of passes this year. We'll see. Um, okay, let's go over our draft projections here. The number of final rookies in the Chiefs draft class will be what? Oh man, that make the roster or yes. that are picked. Uh, just picked. How many rookies in this draft class? Oh, so they have what? Ten picks currently. As we ten sit. picks currently. Eight. Okay. Eight. I'm I going do with, think, go ahead. I think we see a trade up in the first round. Um, and that's going to cost them one pick this year, and maybe one next year. Ooh. And I think we see a later pick that's also a trade up. That's that's going to cost something. So yeah. there we go. Yeah, uh, I I don't think there are as many spots on the roster as you. I don't think there as, is as much interest in rate, late round flyers as you. So I do think there's going to be a few moves up. I think we're going to end up with seven picks total. Um, yeah. Which prospect will fall the farthest in this year's draft class? Like who's going to be the talk of that first round where everyone's kind of freaking out? 
I think CJ Stroud falls because I, I think a lot of people had him either at one or two coming in. So maybe it's not a massive surprise now, but I think he goes like seven or eight at this wow. point. And I really like CJ Stroud. So this is tough for me, which is hilarious that I've become a Ohio State quarterback supporter over here. Seems <laughs> weird for me, but I, I think there's a lot of talent there. But I think Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are going up folks' boards. I think Jalen Carter will be get will be drafted before him. I think uh, Wilson and um, um. Will McDonald or Will uh, Will Anderson? Will Anderson Jr. will be drafted before him. So yep. I think you might be looking around seven or eight, and that might constitute a uh, a huge fall. Uh, Johnston or Addison, I think, might one of those guys uh, make it to the second round. I actually have Addison make it to the second round when I did this this morning. So uh, if that constitutes a fall for you, Addison in the second round, that might be the biggest fall. Mm. You know what? what's interesting here is that there's so many guys who are like, first round grade worthy that there's always five to 10 of them that, that follow the second round and we're like, Oh, how are they fall? But you just can't have, I mean, there's even one less first round spot this year. Thanks Miami dolphins. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be guys there. It's not surprising at all that Addison uh, may fall there. Uh, and then let me get your final order of quarterbacks taken in the first round. Young Richardson. Uh, well, we just, we just brought up all four. Do you think Stroud's the last one taken in that group? Yeah, and and, and again, it, it, my personal preference. Yeah, Stroud, Young, Richardson, Levis. What wow. I think. Ha- what I think happens. Young, Levis, Richardson, Stroud. Wow. So your favorites going last. Yeah, my favorites going last. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, man, I I don't know what to think of that. I I have to admit, I just have no clue. Uh, what's going to happen. I don't know who does, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it'll be also fun to hear and see what Sterling's doing. Uh, folks, if you're tuning in uh, through the rest of this week, just know we're going to have some live folks on the ground there at the draft. Are you and Patrick doing anything broadcast wise from the draft? We're actually texting during the, during the show. We're going to try and figure it out. We might be doing something Friday, might be doing a, 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 first round recap slash second round look ahead on Friday. Still okay. looking for that. We might do a little Casey beer coat get together. Uh, might be kind of fun. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see if, if you're in the discord channel, if you're a member uh, first off, hopefully you guys are, that'd be it's pretty cool. Uh, if you are, we'll keep you guys, you know, in tune with what we are doing. Uh, we are also doing a happy hour tomorrow for all of our members. So look forward to that as well. Uh, I believe the happy hour we are doing is right after Adam Best and myself get done with our podcast, our live show. We're going to hop straight on and do a happy hour with all the members. So that'll be fun as well. Ask any questions you guys want. Uh, it'll be very, very cool. So uh, yeah, just kind of stay in tune. If you want to follow me on Twitter at HomestretchKC, I'll try and post stuff there as well. Man. Well, folks, we end every show with our what we call the must list, what we recommend for the week. We'd love to bring in our producer, Richard. What's up, guys? Happy to see y'all. Always good, man. This week's uh, must list is just where we recommend random things. We've been recommending hair bands all episode. It feels like like we've already done a must list, but here we are. Anyway, Richard, do you want to go first this week? It's a pleasure. I'll go first. I'll happily go first. Nothing too weird, I hope, this week. Uh, I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel now. Second only to the Arrowhead Attic channel. So don't forget that there. So this isn't me being a traitor. I'm going to recommend the Red Letter Media channel. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it, but they are a film and TV review channel, I guess you can say. I'd like to put some air quotes around that for the podcast listeners because I don't know what you call an instructional video on how to defend yourself against a knife attack. That's not a film, but that's definitely something I want to watch. But these guys are like one part Siskel Niebert. Uh, one part mystery science theater. You mix in some booze in there and some cynicisms and you got red letter media. These guys are just assholes and they watch films <laughs> and they act like total, like they act like ingrates and it's great. I love, I love that channel. If you need a good entry level series, check out best of the worst. That's usually where they'll take a handful of tapes, watch them all in succession and then just give a round table discussion where they just kind of, they just pile on the hate onto all these movies and stuff. So <laughs> it's a, I'm a huge fan of that since growing up with Mystery Science Theater. It's it's not full commentary. Like you're not going to watch the film with them. They'll just kind of cut to their reactions, cut to their takes back and forth. Nice and nicely edited, funny stuff. Red Letter Media. Red Letter Media. Mm-hmm. Dick the Birthday Boy. Angry knows what's up. Yes, they they are like there. There's so many memes that you don't realize are Red Letter memes until you start watching their channel. 
And uh, Rich Evans is the number one guy there. Dick the birthday boy. All right. Red Letter Media. Uh, I'll go next. Strong, you take us out of here. How's that? Cool. Um, I, yeah, I just have you get. Do you guys watch Barry? Have you guys heard seen Barry? Heard of Barry? I've heard really good things about it. I've heard great things, but I don't think I have seen it. Dude, it is like. Is that with Harry? Uh, it's with Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Okay. Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live plays a hitman on this HBO comedy. You know, each episode's like thirty minutes. It's a it's an easy watch, short watch, easily bingeable surprising amount of heart it's laugh out loud it's can be totally gory and then have you laughing in in the same scene because bill Hader is a hitman a successful assassin who wants to be an actor so he's taking acting classes on the side and it's everything that happens with all of that uh it's just absolutely hilarious and and the new season has started so uh yeah if you if you have not already caught up uh barry is is an excellent show I, I take it back. I've seen one episode or two episodes, and because uh, that rang a bell. And yes, it was very funny. The limited amount of action I saw in that. Uh, before I get to mine, I want to say so it's my birthday today, and I want people to guess how old I am. I would love people to take a random guess uh, on how old I am. If the mustache makes me look older or younger, Sterling, it's your birthday. Yeah, dude. And you brought up your own birthday. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate I just feel it, like I've failed. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I feel like I've failed. Yeah, remember that text I sent you on your birthday? Dude. Wow. I failed you in every way. I'm so sorry. Dude, Dude. you're fine. I don't I I literally do not care. Um I don't but, know that's true. No, because Rich already told me, don't worry. Everyone at Arrowhead Addict already told me. Evan's the closest right now at 52. Uh he's very close. Mine's so much for Star, but uh, for Stardust, the new album by Fall Out Boy. I think it's honestly very, very good. I went into it with very low expectations. I thought it was going to be just like Centuries or just some other that new kind of pop rock stuff. That's no, not good. It was really freaking good, like really good. And listen to it in its entirety from song one to the last song. It, they they tie together. And I love that. I love when they have the same melodies, tie the entire album together, makes you feel all warm and fuzzy like you got somewhere. Then you're back home. I love that in an album. So, so much for Stardust by Fall Out Boy. I'm actually excited to see him on Thursday night. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm 29. Turned 29 a day. Man. Happy birthday, Sterling. Yeah, happy birthday, Sterling. Thanks, dude. It's the uh, busiest week of the year for me. So I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Just 29. Man. There's not there's not really any fun birthdays after you turn, what, 21? Yeah, 25. Congrats. You can rent a car. 20, 35. What? You're no longer eligible for the draft. I don't really know what else there really is. Hey, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you were born. I'm glad your parents did what they did nine months before today. And this 29 years ago. God. End the show. End the show. There we go. We'll see you, folks. Oh, we're just ending it? No. Right. <laughs> see you later. Oh, okay. Thanks for hanging <laughs> out, folks. We are the era. We, it all fell apart the moment I brought up Sterling's parents. But that, we all know how this works, right? Anyway. You've been listening to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. My name is Matt Connor, probably losing my job tomorrow, but happy birthday anyway to our beloved Sterling Holmes. On behalf of Richard, our producer, all of you in the comments who have just been so great today and hanging out. Uh, my, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Uh, also, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for talking about We're that. all sorry for that one, guys. We're all sorry. I'm not sorry. I think it was great. We'll see you later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the King of Sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.